Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit burningdogradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. You know, there's a price tag for being identified with Jesus. Along with all the great treasures, Paul the Apostle, here in the book of Romans, mentions the suffering that Christians must face. What kind of sufferings are we to endure? Back the first century believers, there was economic and social consequences, and many faced persecution, they faced death. And we too, we must pay a price for following Jesus. In many parts of the world today, Christians face pressures just as severe as those that were faced by Christ's first followers. And even in countries where Christianity is tolerated or even encouraged, Christians must not become complacent because to live as Jesus did, to serve others and give up one's own rights and resisting pressures to conform to the world, all of this, well, exacts a price. Nothing, however, that we suffer will compare to the great price that Jesus paid for us. In verse 18 of the book of Romans, verse or chapter 8, the King James renders it a little different. In our text, we have this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed toward us. King James renders that verse a little bit different, but significantly different in meaning. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Again, our text says towards us. King James says in us. Now, both are no doubt true, but it's an important distinction because at the heart and the attitude of the believer, we need to understand that if we suffer, it is at least for a reason and it's worth the journey. But that glory will be revealed by God to us and from us out of us. Today's believer wants the privileges of inheritance while avoiding the responsibilities of being a son. I mean, we want dad to take care of us and provide for our needs, but we want to avoid cleaning our room and doing our chores. But we still want our weekly allowance, right? 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is for the moment, works for us more and more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. You see, the glory of God is certainly revealed toward us. But if it is, it goes without saying that it will also be revealed in us. Certainly this holds true in the eternal realm, which is yet to come. But we need not wait until then to get a glimpse of the future. Because one of the main points that Paul is making in this book, in in chapter 8 especially, is that such glory of God can and should be being manifested in our lives. Not just in the heavenly or someday, but today, right now. Right now, even as we grow, even as we mature in the Spirit of God, the glory of God is to be a growing reality in our lives on this earth. Verse 19 says, For the creation awaits with eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to vanity, not of its own will, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the glory itself also will be delivered from the bondage of decay into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. 
Now, that's kind of a few verses that really creates a mouthful, but what that means is that uh, until the final and ultimate day, when we are completely new creatures, both body and, and soul, we will still have this fleshly body to deal with. Hey, but the playing field has changed, hasn't it? For we are now once again spirit-controlled as a reborn believer the way God intended. We are no longer dead. We're alive. And it's a taste of things to come. How we anxiously wait to be freed from that last connection to the world and to Adam's sin. We want to leave that behind, shake the dust from our feet. We want those last increments of the old man to be gone. And in that day, we will be the holy, manifested, perfect creation. Verse 19 says that we will be revealed. I like that word because it speaks of like a work of art, like an unveiling of perfection. And in verse 20, it speaks of vanity. And what vanity means in, in the original language is, quote, devoid of truth and full of depravity. Creation was subject to devoid of truth and full of depravity. You see the gang, earth, well, this earth we live in is indeed fallen. I don't have to tell you that. It's breaking down in this corrupt form that it exists, and even the most spiritually cynical individuals will find it hard to deny that. Verse 21 says, bondage of corruption. Speaks of how we are under the captivity of that deterioration. Such a truth must therefore change how we think about this earth that we live upon. I mean, come on, save the whales? Starts to sound a bit hollow because we're dying in here. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.